0: It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewinds, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four oh one with every pay per view and special in between. Relive the revolution. You got myself Paul and I'm joined as always by Jay. What's happening, Jay? <laughs>
1: what a week. What a week to talk about. What a what a what a week's worth of shows to discuss. <laughs> huh. Just 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 what a week
0: yeah um yeah hopefully you mean it from the same way that i do but yeah
1: we'll find out
0: (laughs) we'll find out um this week we are still in october uh october 1998 looking at episodes 286 and 287 on the road Uh, to November to remember, and we are told again that if we don't watch this, it's a regret we'll never forget. So that slogan is sticking. Shuffle's exciting, yes, Jeff. Five pages worth of notes based on that. I've ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the big payoff. That's all right, we'll we'll recover. We'll call it in the the ring, kid. Um, Yeah, so we start off with, I believe, the 16th of October, 1998, episode 286. Obviously, all these shows are on the WWE Network, so go get involved with them. Um, Discuss them with us at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter and Instagram. So it's always a good way to do it. The show kicks off with Chris Candido. I'd say on his way to the ring, but he's sort of like semi in the ring. So...
1: Is he? Because it's hard to tell if he was anywhere near the ring, bearing in mind the entire focus of it seemed to be someone else. Yeah, I mean, we,
0: we've discussed, obviously, um, sort of Tammy, okay, Sunny coming to ECW and how she's deflected away from everything, I don't want to say every positive thing Candido's done, but um, <laughs> he's he's, like we said, he's gone full-on Almost body Donner again isn't they it's 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 Tamlin uh,
1: with can Chris Candido, yeah rather than Candido with it with Tamillin
0: hundred percent and it's a bit like um yeah, but I guess we'll, we'll get to that we get in further, so they're in the ring doing what they do um, Jerry Lynn is already in the ring, Candido tries to cut a quick promo about Jerry Lynn talking about having a previous match. Uh, and Mikey Whitbrick just suddenly appears in the ring and takes the mic off him and cuts his own promo.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, Candido's talking... Uh, uh, part of the thing Candido's talking about is when I'm out here in the middle of the show, you're, you're applauding me and loving me. When I'm out here at the end of the show, you're swearing at me and throwing stuff at me. Yeah, and this is weirdly what we were talking about in regards to that kind of. Um, he's a face in his feud. Yeah, but he's part of the triple threat. Would make makes him a heel in the main event angle.
0: I I just feel like with a lot of their stuff, their roster. Is a lot bigger what they're letting their feud sort of be they have this sort of cluster of of, of stuff which um, programs I think they could have done and could do and they're sort of choosing yeah. not to and like Candido um, continuing this feud with Lance Storm which I honestly feel is dead in the water at this point
1: I, I know I ask
0: this every week but
1: is he feuding with Lance Storm
0: yeah, no, true, and I think that's um, I think that basically is proven when the match is announced for the pay per view that I think you're you're yeah. correct in your assumptions. But um, yeah, it, it's just I don't the, the promos and everything that that you would don't know it just I know there's interference and there, there's bits, but it just feels very lackluster and dead at this point.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, so uh, talking about this match, for instance, you know, when yeah. when I turn on ECW Hardcore TV on yeah. the WWE Network and I see the the three matches that we have, and this will be a theme throughout, but on uh, throughout this, you know, talking about this first episode, when I look at the three matches we have, I'm kind of sitting there going, "All right, this this looks like a really de-, you know Jerry Lynn versus Chris Candido." Yep. That's going to be a hell of a match.
0: Um, I, I, same. I, I looked at the three matches here and I thought, wow, this is like pay-per-view quality hour here.
1: Really pure, no filler bits yep. in there. You know, really pure. Three matches, it's all that's stamped. You know, this first match, you know, one of those that we stumble upon all the way through of didn't realise it happened, love it, you know, This is going to be something amazing. I'm already looking at that before I even press play going, fuck me, I'm going to be hard picked to find my match to recommend this week, aren't I? Because those are are strong from the out. Yeah. And then the first, uh, and it's like a 15 minute time stamp on it. The first four or five minutes is the sunny bullshit. Yeah. So the entrance, the him cutting a promo, him basically saying that he just wants a wrestling match to try to get Sonny to go away. She's sort of arguing about it and basically just kind of taking her clothes off. Um Then we've got the Mikey Whipwreck running. And he's annoyed because he and Jerry Lynn apparently have been wrestling. they've They've wrestled 14 matches in a row. Yeah. And they're currently tied seven each. Yeah. And he's pissed off that they don't go for the 15th. Now, I've not seen Jerry Lynn versus Mikey Whitbreck. don't think I've seen it once.
0: Definitely not seen it 14 times. The other week, they had the, um, the highlights of what happened at so-and-so's show. And it had brief highlights because I said, oh, Mikey Whitbreak's back. 'Cause it showed in three yes. highlights of Jerry Lynn. But it wasn't the match match, it was highlights of what happened on X night.
1: Yeah. I mean I've not seen so I've not seen any of the fourteen. The fact that I know that this is this would be match number fifteen makes me go, Good God, thank God they did something else. And and Jerry Lynn is schooling Mikey on yeah. how this works. Mikey, who's been in in ECW since 1993, 1994, schooling Mikey on how this works in regards to they have open contracts and they can wrestle anyone. And Mikey's really annoyed about this. And then we get into the match.
0: But that's the thing, though. Where does this leave this? I mean, in in face versus heel, who's face and who's heel in the Mikey-Jerry Lynn situation? (sighs) I, I think Mikey's the heel. But Jerry's um, dismissive nature is heel.
1: No? But but Mikey's the one that's run out and demanded a match and... Yeah, 100%. Is, is but, budding up to, to Tammy Lynn Sitch, which is a heel move, even though Tammy Lynn Sitch is technically a face, even though she's just absolutely hateable.
0: But part of the supposedly the biggest hill faction in the company in the Hill main event with her Hill husband. Yeah. Who's who, a heel
1: who, in the main event, but a base
0: at Yeah, who's feuding with Lance Storm who is interfering and cutting sort of Who's scathing, such a heel that he's Irish brought drummer.
1: in another woman who he's called Tammy Lynn Bitch as a parody of and a bit take of his wife.
0: Yeah. So it's Hill and Hill yeah. and Hill and Hill. So <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very, but again, like, and why would Jerry Lynn, who just came out of a best of summer series with Just Incredible, had a TV title match, and then went straight into a best of series. Late summer. Late summer series with Mikey Whipreck. It it kind of makes no sense for the whole just incredible feud now. Yep. For you then to go into another series, but this isn't like a best of seven series. This is a just keep wrestling forever series. I mean, why fourteen matches? Why not thirteen? And whoever won the last one, one six seven.
1: Well, I mean, was this one one two two three three four four? Was there not a point where
0: it was like you know six four? So, it's like, um, it's, again, not a knock-on match quality, because, obviously, fine, but just situations. It's it's so confusing. So confusing how you're told that you want to get a climax to a feud that you're not even aware is going on. Yeah. It very much goes back to... um, Pitbull's Bad Breed, was it, back in the day? Yeah. When we were told next week one of the teams splits up and they have to end. They can't. This has to end. And you sit there and think, I didn't even know you two are feuding. This is the first confrontation I've seen you two have, but apparently it's been a massive feud and one team's got to go. And, and- Yeah,
1: and this is the thing all the way through. It's this weird kind of like, you know, suddenly it's a blood feud. And it's like, well, did it even...
0: Yeah, Happen. and and this is like, again, it's a late 90s product shot with a 2020 internet sort of fills the gaps kind of mentality. Yeah. It, it's kind of, if you had like modern day with streaming services, Twitter, Instagrams, showing constantly, oh, last night this happened and all this to fill in the blanks, this is probably perfectly acceptable you know because if you wanted that information it would exist but here i just 14 so i don't know i
1: don't know whether they're still doing the one every three weeks tapings or whether they're in a a proper loop now
0: well going by Um, what we saw where basically we had about three shows and then halfway through the last show they sort of said Oh, here's what happened last time in the an arena and it was basically just the last three shows we watched. It yeah. makes me sort of think that they're probably doing one or two shows and just taking as much footage as they can. It's just um but like you said, when when I saw the matches it was I was so excited for this, but I was I was left so confused the match wasn't really given a chance to get going before, um, was it Mikey came out? Yep. So Mikey came out, basically he hit the snapper on everyone.
1: Um, oh, no. Did, so no, Storm came out. when storm, storm
0: came out first. Yeah, Storm and um, old bitch came out.
1: Yeah, and then they laid waste to Candido. Yeah. Um, then... Lynn Sitch ran out. Yeah. Who in the meantime has got changed. Yeah. Um. And then did the most ridiculous spot going. She then got laid out by Tammy Lynn Bitch.
0: Yeah.
1: And choked out. That's when one Mikey ran in. Mikey was fighting Storm. Yep. Then got the powder to the eye from Tammy Lynn Bitch. Then whippersnappered her and yeah. then Sitch because she'd come to the he'd come to the rescue of Sitch and then accidentally whippersnappered Sitch as well.
0: Yeah, but I don't know why he came to so, rescue her. Um
1: yeah, now so that's part of this is the sense that he was like, Wow, you know, you you really are hotter in real life, blah blah blah. And apparently that's enough for him to come out to make the save.
0: Because um, I felt like he kind of attacked everyone apart from Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Uh
1: and the other part on this is, you know, what we what we seem to know is that um Tammy Lynn Sitch was trying to hit the whippersnapper on Lance Storm. Yeah. Why? And? uh, Because there's no relationship. I mean, even if there isn't one going forward, there's no relationship as of this point. So why is she hitting Mikey Whitbreck's move?
0: Well, sort of jolting forward, who is it she was announced with at the pay-per-view? Is it Mikey?
1: Yeah, Mikey and her are the the special guest referees. Okay,
0: which... uh, Oh, that was it. I thought, yeah. Oh, it's just so confusing. So it
1: is that Mikey's feuding with Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Sitch is feuding with Lance Storm and Dawn Marie. Candido's not feuding with any of them except he is because he's in the other match where he's feuding with RVD, Sabu and Taz. Yeah. Except Arvydu and Sabu are also feuding with the Dudleys, yeah. Who may still be feuding with Tommy Dreamer,
0: but who's who, actually
1: feuding with Just Incredible.
0: But the Dudleys are also fuming with um, Masato Tanaka.
1: That's true. So and Paul's Mahoney. That. yeah.
0: But and also the Triple Threat—they're keeping a watchful eye on Masato Tanaka in case he becomes a threat. So they're running out and interfering and taking him out when they can. Yeah.
1: And and, I mean, the only pure feud on here at the moment seems to be Taz and Shane Douglas.
0: Yeah. Um, What a start. Uh, To get to the end of this match, basically, um, (sighs) Storm cracks them with a chair. Candido grabbed a win. Yeah. 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 Um, we see highlights of the brawl from last week at the end of the show. New triple threat um, versus old triple threat, in the crowd, all that. Taz hit everyone with Taz Plexus. We saw that one again. It, it was fine. It was, it was a cool segment. Uh, good catch-up. Made sense to put it here. No issues with that. Um, all of our opinion on that is in the archives in the last week's show? Yeah. If you want a more in-depth conversation, go um, listen to last week. Um Lance Storm versus RBD for the TV title spoiler I think you sort of can guess who wins um, rematch from Barely Legal isn't it yep when you think back I because I was thinking back on that it's rematch from Barely Legal because Candido got injured because Candido was originally supposed to face Lance Storm at Barely Legal it's how long the feud
1: could have been going for by now.
0: So, so I just kind of thought how it sort of almost goes full sort of circle, isn't it? When you think about it, it's crazy how these two are fighting in the midst of those two feuding. Even though technically both of these are feuding with Candido, so it should be like a common ground. But um yeah. What do you think of this um, match? I, I was really excited for this
1: match. Really excited. So one of the things that um, I've loved for the last few weeks, um, and I've forgotten to mention it, and I saw it against Daniel. Like, I have to mention that is the opening, uh, RVD's introduction. Yeah, where he w- wears the the television title underneath the tag title. Um, yeah. And what they do is they introduce him and they introduce him as the tag team champion. And as they do that, Fonzie walks around and takes that belt off. So he's got the, then the TV title underneath and then they introduce him as the TV champion. And then Fonzie round, walks around and takes that belt. And it's just such a brilliant touch. They, I mean, they are just absolutely fantastic together. And it's just such a brilliant little touch. Just to kind of get across again, just how big this guy is and how how much he's he's got going. Um, so yeah, loved that, loved that, loved that. Um, uh, yeah, I thought this was a really good match. I I thought they worked really well together. Um, uh, I I I enjoyed it um, pretty much as much as I thought it was going to be. I think. Um, yeah, I really I really thought it was a good match.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I did. I was excited about these two. I mean, obviously, you know, it is no big surprise due to his reign. Everyone knows sort of RVD was going to win it, especially as it's like 20 years ago. But ignoring that factor, <laughs> there was no sort of surprise was going to come out of it. And, um, you know, but yeah, great match. Vast improvement from when they did first meet, uh, barely legal. It's good to see how far they've come in. A relatively short period of time, sort of just over a year and a half or something. They sort of really are much, you know, more complete performers, especially um, sort of RVD, as in a whole sort of character. He's a mega star yeah. now.
1: I mean, both of them have grown so much in the last
0: well, it's year, a year or so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just kind of looked at that and I thought it is like crazy impressive. Like you always hear like the whole effing show stuff with like RVD but it is if you follow it all it's, it's true I mean dude, this guy really is really... yeah
1: um he's he he's one that you you lives up to the hype doesn't he
0: um yeah. of the ECW days mm. massively so um yeah, no, really good. RVD wins. A uh, really enjoyable match. May or may not be brought up later. No one knows. <laughs> um, these kind of segments annoy me because they talk about Taz and Sabu hating each other and it's had the most heated um, rivalry and they can't believe they're going to be tag team partners and all this. And I respect them covering that part of history. But if you're going to go, go all in. These are former tag team champions. Yep. So it's kind of like this weird... If you're going to tell the history, tell the history about how they were a tag team, how they massively fell out, and can they team up again, or is the hatred still there? You know what I mean? That That's a more compelling story, I think. The whole story you could do in a short period of time. Rather than just saying these two have feuded forever, because they possibly see anything? Well, yeah, they they'd be public enemy for the tag team titles. They were pretty, um, legit. Yeah. Pretty legit. Big deal. They were pretty much a dangerous Alliance. Just those two, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I don't know. I just found that a bit of a, uh,
1: my issue is, you know, and I get it uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's part of their storied history and all the rest of it, but the odd partners, you know, the, 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 are they going to get along or are they going to kill each other? You know, I'm still picking the bones of the last odd partner feud that they've done, which, yeah. you know, was, was they couldn't stand each other and then they, they could and then they can't and now they can't. Um, and... they, they do have a habit of, and again, I suppose part of that's the the, the pace in which we watch these uh, is always a disclaimer I put on these, but they have a habit of <laughs> certain storylines that they get stuck on and do – you know, like three or four times at the same time. So um mm. like respect the respect angles. angle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so it's it's a bit of a weird one. Um and it is it's kinda of like, you know, I, I get it and you know these two hate each other and all the rest of it. Um there's the Fonzie angle that doesn't get as much attention. You know, the fact that Fonzie was Team
0: Taz. This what I was gonna say that is a bigger story. Fonzie has bought him with a belt. Can he trust this guy? Do you mean that? That to me is an angle, you know, or the fact of the actual angle of new triple threat versus old triple threat, you know, that you, you know, you're almost detracting from that because now you're saying Shane Douglas versus Taz is the main angle, but everyone here fighting is the angle. But don't forget. Sabu and Taz, they're feuding, sort of. That's sort of an angle as well. You need to keep your eye on. It, there's there's too many layers to this story which doesn't need this many... And obviously, you know what I mean? If they touch on the Bill thing as well, there's, and also Shane Douglas is then sort of jealous. You know what I mean? It's like... You don't need this many multiple layers. It's just a, a super group of people that don't normally get along have come together to try and take out this faction even though they're not actually the most dominant faction now.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, that's without telling the story that the last time that Taz and Shane Douglas were in the ring, Taz made yeah. them tap out in three minutes.
0: Well, again, I mean, that's a part of the story, isn't it? And took the TV title off him. Yeah. For a long period. I mean, the, the story to this, the way it should have, in my opinion, in obviously hindsight 20-odd years later, is the triple threat should have been absolutely dominant, running complete rough shot through this fucking company to where the three sort of biggest stars that don't like each other had to get together to try and put a stop to this. Yes. And
1: that's not the story that's been needed, is it? That's not what they've had to do at any point. The Taz was doing a very good job of carving through the triple threat himself. You know, outside of that bit where Shane, where where Bam Bam turned on him and um, the Triple Threat reformed, Taz has not had a point where he's been left laying by the Triple Threat.
0: Yeah, this is it, and I, I feel they've powdered so every time he's come in. And if anything, it would have made it almost stronger if you took RBD and Taz, RVD and Sabu out of the situation. And Taz constantly tried to get to Shane Douglas, but every time he did, the other two beat the absolute crap out of him to a point where he had to go back to his old manager and say, I don't like you, but I need your help. And almost show Taz the side that side of Taz for once. And yeah. say, I don't want to be your friend. I don't want you to be your partners. I just want your boys to take out those boys so I can get to him instead of being built with no. a, bought with a belt that we don't see. Yeah, I feel, I mean, in my opinion, I thought that would be a, a pretty strong story. You guys are the tag team champs. You must be the best tag team on this roster. I don't have to like you, but I just want you to to take out these two because I know what he's capable of because we've been to wars. I know what he's capable of. and I know what you're capable of. I mean, it's just, it's there. Yeah, and it's I mean, there. you could have had but,
1: them having issues with... Bam Bam and and um, Candido. And it's kind of like, I know that you can take those two out. You know, when it's you two, it's two against three. When it's me, it's one against three. If it's us. So as much as I don't like you, I hate them yeah. more.
0: Because, and by that, you're then pushing Taz further forward as the leader of this new triple threat, which is what he needed to be. As in, he walks out, they follow. Do you know what I mean? His music hits. And they sort of follow. Do you know what I mean? It sort of It pushes him rather than... It's this weird... He just <laughs> comes out and saves him every time. So... Um, Which is, you, you know, know again, I mean.
1: incredibly similar to the, the thing he had with Tommy Dreamer.
0: Yeah. Massively. And he, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, the whole... Well he was gonna be his partner
1: saviour and he's to be a saviour.
0: So um <laughs> yeah, so the quick take out of a um two. But I think video I package. think this feud
1: has been made harder by the fact that your champion has not been able to touch anyone for however many months now.
0: Agreed, I, I... but again, but but again, like we said, they, they could have got around that with Taz having the ftw belt if they weren't so all over the place with it he could have basically like we said had the belt and every week taken on jobbers they've been introduced and every time they were introduced he grabbed the mic off and said no tonight brother your name's shane douglas do you know um, what would have made that stronger
1: i i just thought and i know it's kind of an old cliche but um Shane Douglas is injured after the Al No match. They shouldn't have been the yeah. Al No match at WrestlePalooza, Palooza. It should have been Taz, but anyway. Um, and um, so they put in an interim champion. Yeah. And, you know, Taz says, you know, this isn't the heavyweight championship. This is the fuck the world championship. And every single night he's like, you know, Shane Douglas, Shane Douglas, Shane Douglas. And then Shane Douglas comes back and says, that you've not got the championship belt, I've got the championship belt, because this is the belt, not yours. And that even, sets up the...
0: Yeah, or even won the interim tournament or something and thrown down the interim belt and said, this belt ain't shit. Yeah. I'll wait I'm, for the I, real one. And I, almost I, a reverse of the original NWA angle and have that connection. Yeah. Uh go back in time. Let's say BCW. I mean, they did it right. It's, it's a little while later that,
1: while well, I say that, and then Bam Bam sexy so
0: no, I mean, to be fair, there's loads of good, The pay per views are um, a second to none. It's just, um, I, I feel like they, they try to make TV shows out of footage rather than, I, than sort of.
1: I have an issue with the fact that, you know, you're on to your next three feuds before you finish this one.
0: Yeah, because I think a lot of it is basically footage they've taken from shows and put audio after. Yeah, and it's, it's sort quite of it, convoluted. Yeah, but the matches and the atmosphere and everything is still second to none. It's not really it's just observations. It's not digs. It is. Um, Speaking of convoluted, extreme deathmatch match time. <sighs> Justin Timberlake <sighs> versus Tommy Dreamer. Sorry, right
1: extreme death match time who versus who <laughs> yeah just incredible versus Tommy dreamer good now that we've established that as record let's talk about the extreme death match
0: <sighs> yeah um I mean, again, it's just – this is kind of weird because I don't think they're really giving – what was it? It's just kind of going into this match, you knew it was only a matter of time before it kicked into what it kicked into. Yep. And this is one of those ones where I had issues with it and people that came out and stuff like that. So Just Incredible, Tommy Dreamer kicks off. They brawl for a while. Then all the usual suspects from the past weeks, your Jack Victories, your... um. Crony. So it started off with an
1: amazing point. So uh, Dreamer's beating up on Credible. In comes yeah. Chastity. She gets Tricoli yeah. drivered. In comes Jason. He gets pile-driven. In comes Nicole Bass, who somehow... Somehow manages to fuck up a missing of the Singapore cane spot. Yeah. Where instead of actually swinging the cane, she kind of just puts it down and just really bizarre. Um, and then everyone runs in. Yeah,
0: everyone runs in. Um, is it Rob Price? His name? Yeah. Roddy yeah, Price, gets involved. And Jack Victory. Everyone gets involved. And it's just a, a standard kind of brawl, New Jack. Everyone. Everyone's brawling. Cronus first out.
1: Time. Cronus is the first out to make the save because. Yeah. New Jack then comes out to a huge pop. He does his whole thing. That's all going through. New Jack jumps off and wipes out Jack Victory.
0: Yeah, but again, we're. Um... I mean, Mini and Nova were helping him before.
1: Yeah, well, you know, maybe maybe whatever happened to New Jack has now happened to Meanie and Nova. It's true. Um, How does this happen? And then one-man gang comes out.
0: Right, this is, this is my problem, yeah? One-man gang comes out, and it's treated as a big deal. Yes. My disconnect is they sacrificed and ruined one-man gang on night one. Yes. So how can I now view this guy as a credible beast when Spike kicked him in the nuts, acid dropped him and pinned him in like about 15 seconds?
1: Well, it's exactly what they did with Big Sal as well. So, yeah. you know, night one, he's beaten in seconds. Night two, he destroys Cronus. Cronus. And yeah. then he's beaten in seconds.
0: And I, I get you could look from the other side of... Maybe Spike's just a bad sort of motherfucker and quite hard. And I get that. But the crowd's chanting Spike. And um Don't be wrong, one man gang's not not killed. He's he's like um totally rebuildable, but it's very much just like, wow, what interesting kind of thing
1: here. I mean you you've sacrificed all of this to get Spike the giant killer again.
0: Exactly. And, and we, it's
1: we, a. A win over someone he's already done this to.
0: Yeah. So I, I find stuff like that again um, bizarre. Ends up with Spike and Gang with sort of Spike uh, beating him up again to win the show. Y-
1: yeah. So um, not only beating him up, but Spike hits an acid drop through a table and pins One Man Gang to win the match. Yeah. So in the extreme death match between Just Incredible and Tommy Dreamer, the end is that Spike Dudley pins One
0: Man Gang. Yeah, no, totally. It's um, it's really weird. It's a weird way to end the show, and it's it was a weird, weird show to be honest with you. There, there was a lot. It really of was. And um, there were some great bits, but again. Um we, we say about ECW, um, does this great booking for pay per views. Then suddenly they get to this weird kind of panic where they think, Oh, do you know what? We've got the card. Everything's just a bit filler now. We don't really know how to sort of do big go home shows and all this. And it sort of gets all a bit crazy the weeks leading up. And it's it's no different here. It's sort of they no. get a bit they want to give you the matches without giving you the matches because they're desperate for you to do the pay-per-view. So they just, everything just becomes a a fuck finish. You know? So interesting, but still the bits of the good are really good. And um, yeah, it takes us to the end of that episode. It really does. It really does. Um, 23rd of October, 1998, episode 287. Kicks off with highlights of the Candido-Jerry Lynn situation from last week and highlights of Rob Van Damme-Lance Storm situation from last week.
1: And sets the match again. So it is yeah. Jerry Lynn versus Lance Storm with Mikey Whipwreck and Tammy Lynn Sitch as your special guest reference. Um, one of the things I forgot to say when we we're talking about that match, um, Whipwreck didn't look good. <laughs> No, um, you know his punches weren't great. His he he did a, a over the the top rope clothesline spot that looked sloppy. The whippersnappers snappers looked all right, but yeah, out of that, outside of that, he, he he wasn't looking good. I I I fully get why Jerry Lynn didn't want to wrestle him <laughs> for the fifteenth
0: straight time. We need it. Where's the DVD of that? Um. First match, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Sabu. I've seen him in a triple threat match before. I can't remember if we'd seen him in a singles match. Um, Uh, I'm not sure if it happened um, a while ago, but I feel like this is a feud that I would have liked to have seen ECW explore, knowing that Bam Bam's gone in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I I feel like they they missed such a fresh feud. And um, the whole sort of carnage of big man versus guy that uses his body to fight you. It's such a great sort of dynamic that would have been fucking fascinating in a pay-per-view sort of situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the the big bit obviously is that it was meant to be a TV title match.
0: Yeah.
1: RVD was the warm-up. That was it. Um, Which is why we were having like the triple threats and all the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, no, and I, I loved, I loved them working together. Um, I loved that Bam Bam was kind of impervious to Sabu's attacks because he's strong enough just to catch him and he's, you know, big enough to be able to put his, his arms up and block the chair shots and stuff like that. So I, I loved the fact that, um, Bam Bam just kind of negated Sabu's style. Um, and even when Sabu got him down, he couldn't keep him down for very long because Bam Bam's just too big and just too strong. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed that 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 combination.
0: I did. It just, it just felt like saying, I know we've seen combinations of it, but every time I just think, man, this would have been cool. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't mind a bit of this. So, um, yeah, I thought it was um, interesting. Um, the match itself... Um, triple Threat got involved RBD got involved Dudley's got involved until Taz came out and got involved
1: So um, Shane Douglas hits the ring yeah. Shane Douglas has his um, arm cast back on his arm brace yeah. back on
0: Yeah
1: um, So that surgery's gone really well then um, And uh, what I did love about this which is something that we, we always kind of you know, get a little bit across about the moment Shane Douglas hits the ring and gets involved, RVD's there. He's yeah. not kind of like, you know, where was he? You know, oh, if this keeps going for seven or eight more minutes, I'm going to have to run out and get involved. Um, you know, he had his partner's back. He was there straight away. He was on it. He was, he was fighting. He was helping. And I loved that. Um, Candida then comes in and RVD's holding his own and, you know, fighting off everyone and blah, blah. And I thought that was quite cool. Dudley's because we're, we're setting up the next feud when we've not even finished this one. Um, and then Taz. And again, it was just one of those kind of, this feels like I saw it last week. Oh, I did see it last week because he showed me the highlights last week of this exactly the exact same thing happening the week before last. Yeah. And, and that's that's kind of the bit they get stuck in this whole kind of, you know, and then you run out and then you run out and then you run out and that's it.
0: Yeah, it's all just, like I said, similar, but I mean, it's all sort of sort of going. And then after the match, uh, we see highlights of Sabu getting his neck broken from uh, Chris Benoit. And then we see footage of Sabu clearly not getting his neck broken from Bam Bam Bigelow. Yep. And I, I just felt like when he was dropped in his head to the backdrop situation and they were doing all the little lines and that, it was so real because... You know, it was real. It, it was real, and this was just such a—they felt such a grab because he so clearly they showed it from behind. And he just blatantly wasn't dropped on his neck, so just kind of trying to make something out of nothing. Can I get it? They're trying to act like you know, will Sabo would be at the pay per view, the triple threat taking him out, and all this. So it, it just felt weird to go back and show the old footage because you, you could have shown that as an angle and it'd been just as powerful. Like is Sabo okay? rather than going back and showing him really breaking his neck and trying to compare it. Yeah.
1: And it's all linked to the fact that it was, that was a um, a uh, November to remember. So that they're pulling in that kind of, you know, it was November to remember 1994 where, um, so, you know, I get that, but, you know, we've already got the whole, are they going to get along angle? We don't need the, is he going to turn up and are they going to get along
0: angle? Yeah. No, hundred percent. Um, we then got a weird thing talking about Tommy Dreamer, obviously he's got a mystery partner match, <sighs> and then saying how they think Terry Funk has been his mystery partner every time, and Terry Funk will be his mystery partner again, which led to a video package of Terry Funk narrated by Tommy Dreamer. I'm sure we saw this like a year ago. We did. So this was the
1: November this was the January last year. Yeah. Card. May it may have been the beginning of this year, but I think it was last year. Uh card. Um where they went off to for to um Japan in um uh in January. Um and it's that kind of um you know, this was just after he retired. Just yep. after they'd given him the belt that they'd all put their money in and and bought him this replica guy title. Yeah. Um and the banquet. Um and all the rest of it. Um and then he came back for this Japan run. Um and then he retired again. Um and by retired I mean he he went and did Chainsaw Charlie in WWF at one yeah, of these
0: and points. Him. Yeah, W um uh, yeah. Yeah. The WCW
1: was the previous the one, forward, I think.
0: yeah. It was when he went ECW to WCW with Arn Anderson, yeah, and then came back to ECW and then went with joined up with Cactus Jack, and now he's just in a tag team with Scorpio, sort of losing, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, so
1: they think that uh, the likelihood is that. Terry Funk is going to be his tag partner. <sighs> I, it wasn't a good video the last time we watched it. I,
0: I remember hating I mean, it the first time we saw it. I mean, it's, production is for right. It just doesn't make any sense. They, they could have literally just made a video.
1: It's the it's the weird Tommy Dreamer talking over it.
0: It's the weird story that does have go
1: anywhere. Been, what would have been Desperado, I assume, uh, don't they yeah. feud?
0: Huh? I thought Funk comes back and they feud. Yeah, but Funk took him out to Japan to tell him something. Oh, yeah. Well, he was telling him that he was retiring. Yeah, but it's just the he's was so dragged out. And, oh, yeah.
1: And this is the thing. He came out of retirement to tell him he was retiring.
0: <laughs> um, Styles then predicts that Funk will be Dreamer's partner. So, um Yeah. We then get ECW music video. I'm guessing this would have been to one of the songs from the ECW music that was released at the time. It's actually a good song. But... <laughs> it's
1: a great song.
0: Well, I love the version. Who can get away with? It. That might be the new intro song for the um, show. Different
1: enough that it can't be copyrighted.
0: Yeah, it not say like anything. It's just... Um, no
1: No one actually wants to claim that's a song. That sounds like a song they've
0: written. it be like Vanilla Rice. I always dip, dip, dip Not dip, dip, dip It's a difference. <laughs> um, yeah, so they get a music video. That's that's fun. the stuff. Uh, Bulls Mahoney versus Masato Tanaka in the best out of 15 series.
1: Michael Whitbreck backstage pissed because we only got 14 <laughs> matches and they've had 26.
0: Sign the contract, big boy. Um... How did you feel
1: when you saw Paul's Mahoney versus Tanaka?
0: Um, It's kind of annoyed because, again, I don't want to compare it to like um, guerrero Melinko because everyone looks back on those some fondly and at the time, they're amazing matches. But when you saw it every week, you were a bit like, all right, this is fucking fantastic, but anything else going on? Yeah. And I sort of felt a bit like this. Like, every time I was like, wow, they have amazing chemistry. I love their matches. I just don't need to see it, like, every other week. There's so... Masasa Tanaka is so sort of hot at the moment. And I don't know. Um, you could tell us like about four weeks ago, I think he did it, because he fought the last... Um, Study Boys a couple of weeks ago. So it actually is quite a while since we've seen it. But it just felt weird that it popped up again.
1: But it's the third or fourth time.
0: Yeah. Already. Yeah.
1: Yep. And and we know that they go on to have some great matches, so we know that there's more to come. Yeah. Um but it's the fact that it's the third or fourth time already, and it's the fact that you know that this match is building to the dueling chairs and then both of them no selling chair shots agree and i think that's my problem with the multiple multiple matches because you know that's what we've been brought up on you know that's for for the longest time since since you know nitro nitro blew it blew it wide open and raw had to go to like you know pay-per-view quality style names versus names and you no longer had an enhancement talent style things this kind of you know repeat 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 is what you and i've been brought up on this is our version of wrestling um but it's it's the same match it's not just the same match up it's the same match yeah and that's what's grinding on me in the sense of and it's the same with a lot of the tommy dreamer feuds and stuff like that and it was the same when we were into the um uh, the best of 26 summer series of um uh, Jerry Lynn and just incredible, You know, the, the endings are the
0: same. It's what we've said, though. It feels like a lot of it, they're taking um, highlights from...
1: How Show of, Loops.
0: Yeah. And then using it. So it might have really been made for DVD releases or whatever, but instead they're using them all on TV because it is good matches. But like I said, they're doing it every night and they're sort of not, I guess, not realising that is going to be on TV. But I mean, um, we, but someone is. Well, yeah. I mean, Heyman, Paul really Heyman comes. is, you know, they're,
1: they're, they're sitting there and editing these and, you know, they've booked these matches and, you know, it's the same match to the same end spot. And you're kind of sitting there going, but that's
0: just the same. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested. In, I mean, my next, obviously we, we constantly talk about the progression of ECW and I, I guess the next progression is when when does a show become the TV show? Yeah. Because that's next, isn't it? That'd be the next thing. To the moment, like you said, it's still it's still multiple bits from multiple nights. But when does when does it actually become sort of the T V show, I guess that's gotta be And that's
1: when. Cyrus and the network, isn't it?
0: I think so. That sort of time, maybe a bit before. I don't know, but yeah, it was sort of all that because when Carino and all that was there, it wasn't random shows. It was the show. I, I thought. I don't know. I might be wrong. Might always. Oh, think uh,
1: yeah, and it might be that that's that's our our rose tinted remembering of
0: things. Yeah, because it I mean, they have, they have jumpy.
1: They have always. They have had ones that felt more. Collected and conducive than than some of them feel at the moment. It does feel like a, a a house show loop that they're they're working through and putting together rather than anything else. To be honest, um,
0: it's
1: yeah, it's just all a little bit um, <clears throat> weirdly off, isn't it?
0: Yeah, um, this match basically turns into Bulls Mahoney and Masada Tanaka versus the Dudley Boys. Um, again, not an issue with this. It, it does make sense. Uh, Tanaka is somewhat feuding with the Dudley boys. Balls Mahoney will feud with them forever. Yeah. So, Balls and
1: Axel can't because Axel's not medically cleared after Justin incredible beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Even Which I enjoy because he... at least it
0: sells that. It gives them footage as well. If they wanted to really take it down that sort of route, it would give him something to almost sort of show and be like, yeah, boom, this is, um, this is what happened to him. So you can almost sort of water down and create your own sort of bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's good. They had the chair sort of almost like sword fight with the chairs. They did the spot again where, um uh, Masato Saka was clocked and then got straight back up. Um, it, it was fun. I mean, that they picked up the win, Masasa Tanaka and Bowles. Um, I found it awkward when they said about the W's being whatever, the best thing to come out of it is this new extreme team has been born. And I kind of felt weird because Axel was standing right there. And I yeah. almost expected Axel to turn on Masasa Tanaka and sort of smack him with a chair in the back or something.
1: He's, he's, he's just such a nice guy, isn't he?
0: No, but he really is, and I just thought you killed your brother for less. You <laughs> <laughs> really did, like, you like went to war with him just because you were forced to split up and you tried to ruin him. So, for someone actually stealing your tag team partner, you'd think there'd be some form of repercussions, you'd but, think, um,
1: but um. He was happy, and that was. Um... You know, it,
0: it, if he
1: knows he can't perform, then he just wants to see his partner with something else. I've just turned him into a cuckold, really, haven't I? So, we might as well move on.
0: <laughs> I like it. He's moving on. It takes to the end of the show. <sighs> what a weird two weeks worth of show. Um, it is. It feels like just so much like filler. I don't. Remember any real notable promos that got me more excited for pay per view? Um, Shane Douglas wasn't on commentary. Shane Douglas didn't do any promos. I did Taz. I did any of them really? It was very, um, very bizarrely handled. I, I, I feel.
1: I agree. I mean, and and this is again what seems to be kind of their curse is they lock their pay per views in really really early. So you kind of know the card, you know the matches that they're aiming for. um, And as such, really don't know how they're getting there. So, you know, you you end up in this holding pattern of and then they're going to run out and then you're going to run out and they're going to run out and you're going to run out and blah, 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 over and over again. Um, So, it's just this really weird like, you know, if everyone could just now, we've got everyone's in position and primed and ready to go so no one move for the next four weeks please
0: yeah yeah no massive it's um it's just so weird isn't it really is so so weird but um
1: yeah that's that i guess so I think that my match that I'd recommend this week um, is probably RBD and Lance Storm. Um, it's such a shame that Jerry Lynn and Chris Candido wasn't more than it was. And uh, Sabu
0: and Bam Bam to a point.
1: Yeah, I, I, I quite liked that one. I did consider that one.
0: Um, I thought a lot of run-ins um, sort of tainted the matches this week.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um and, and
1: yeah, that was kind of it. Um, so yeah, I'd go RVD Lance Storm just because I think that was probably the, the, the cleanest of them, apart from a little bit of um, uh, Bill Alfonso interference.
0: That one was was pretty clean. No, I think that's fair. I think that's a great shout. I think it's um, it's the right shout. You know.
1: Are, you, are um, you seconding that or have you got a different one that you'd pick?
0: No, I'd second that. I 100% agree. I, I think that was the standout one for me. Like I said, my natural thing was I thought about them at Barry Legal and how far they've come. And I think it's mm-hmm. just a, a credit to the match. Like I said, I, I, going into it, I thought it was going to be Jerry Lynn Candido. I thought it was going to be a complete like, sleeper match in the history of ECW, not just sort of this week's. Because I thought the talent on the show, but um, yeah, Absolutely. not so much. Yes, um,
1: Um, and it turns out it's all about Samuel Lintic, which which is breaking my heart as the weeks go on.
0: Um, It is, because it's just just so sort of unnecessary. I understand that she's a star, but... um, But he was. Exactly. In ECW, he was. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, if you want to get involved in the conversation, you can, like I said, at underscore Sports arena on Twitter or Instagram. That is where we talk all things extreme and some modern day stuff as well because the wrestling world is crazy at the moment. Uh, this week, I watched the APA documentary on the network and it's a fun watch. So, I get watched
1: three hours of Raw in about 14 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got... um. Impact taped and I think AEW. AW will probably flick through. So I think that's on tomorrow, or no, Friday over here. So yeah. And uh,
1: Impact this week is the is that the explosion of the Major Brothers?
0: Um, well, they they're the pay, well, pay for you. they plus special on Saturday, which is where they had the match. Ah. Uh-huh. So this is the fallout from this. I think this is um, MacQuadrano versus Hernandez. But you do get the debut of Fin Juice from New Japan. So Juice Robinson and um, David Finley are in Impact now, which is crazy. As this world of sort of um, all these promotions joining up is continuing. So yeah, be interested to check that out. I don't know where we randomly talk about Impact, but there you go, that's happening. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for the, all the support. And um, yeah, relive the revolution, and we'll be back next week. So, got the fucking podcast.